Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Crossing Swords. As always, I'm Andrew. And I'm already running out of intros. Only three episodes into the new series. <laughs> and you're done, that's it. Yeah, I, I hit burnout early doors. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's disappointing, I'm sort of. I'm not surprised. It, you know, it fits with my new um, DJ moniker. I'm DJ Icarus. I just got too close to the sun. I came out of the traps flying high. <laughs> Is that legit your DJ name? Think it should be? I don't know. I've, I mean... DJ Big, I don't know, something like that. Something yeah, but that would be really confusing. You know, Big if, I Jake. Did, if I had a if I had DJ a podcast with my best friend well, you know, my best friend that I call Big <laughs> and I was just called DJ Big. <laughs> but I feel like it's just opening up some kind of Yeah, it'd be a bit weird, I guess. They'd be like, What do you just want to be him? And you're just like in every way. Every way. In every way. And my way to pay homage to him was to take him as my DJ name. And it'll be like, do you know all the uh, in the MCU, where all people turn up with like the Tony Stark beard, yeah, like, yeah. I'll, I'll do that with your beard. I will like copy your. Do you beard. know what though? If I could pull that beard off, I would. Yeah, I think I would. He does look cool. They're 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 beard bros. Him and Doctor Strange. That's very true. They both look very good with it though. Sciencey beard bros. Yeah, yeah. But right, guys. Today, uh, basically, we didn't really have anything in mind to talk about, so we just thought we're just gonna. Is there anything we'd like to talk to one another about? So we've picked a couple of things. We've also had some listeners uh, write into us. And yeah, which we've been advice. collecting and collating over the last, you know, since the last time we put it out, put yep. the call out, we've kind of been collecting them up. So we're really grateful to be able to bring you some of them. Yep. I, I want to apologise to them, who have prob- who, some of who may have needed quite urgent advice. And we've, and just we've not left it for a yeah. long time. We didn't even respond. We just left them on red. But, you know, we sort of turned them into hypotheticals. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. Right, so where would you like to start? Would you like to kick us off, or should I? Entirely up to you. I can kick us off if you want, or you can I've, kick us I've off. I've got a very simple first question. Sure. How sure. are you doing? That's very well. That's very humble. Um, I'm okay. I'm doing fine. I'm a little bit, I think, the same reason that we're not that prepared for the pod. I think mm-hmm. we've both been a bit busy. Yeah. I think there's been a bit, a bit going on. Yeah. But... Uh, you know, relatively good. How are you, my man? Yeah, a bit, a bit the same. Um, I was having a bit of a down week the other week. Just, I think, the job I do at the moment is quite repetitive. And yeah. so after a little bit of time, it gets a bit, oh, fuck. Um, but recently, it's been a bit different because like most companies, they've cut hours. So I'm now doing all sorts of different things on any given shift. So it's added a, a bit, bit of, more variety. Yeah, and spice. it's more stressful. But I also, like Lee, feel like I'm achieving something, which is nice. And that's a, a hugely uh, undervalued part of being part of the working world. Yeah, I think, is, is definitely. Feeling like you're actually achieving something. Yeah, and I mean, it's achieving something, not like on a grand scale, but just in terms of what I was doing Every day, it's nice to be doing. Yeah, other well, you stuff. know, you know that actually, just kind of. I'm not going to jump into it yet, but it actually, kind of feeds into one of my points a little bit. That one of my points. Oh no, no, so I'm not. Gonna, we'll get there. All right, but we'll we'll bring it back around to that. But little yeah, bit. other than yeah. that, yeah, I'm doing all right. Doing Very all yeah, right. Yeah. good to hear. It's always good to hear that you're doing well. Yeah, yeah I mean, the reason I thought to ask you that is um, there's another podcast I listen to. How dare I? But it's a uh, Diary of a CEO. Right. Okay. And uh, is that the um, it's the, with Stephen Barton, chap who does the de- den? Yeah. Yeah. Stephen yeah. And uh, I really like him. I just think he's quite nice. I like yeah, the way okay. he interviews. No, right. And he gets uh, all sorts of different people on. But you had Jordan Peterson on. Um, and I'm a reasonable fan There's a man who's had of... a fucking meltdown recently. I mean, not, like... He's definitely hit a low point. He's definitely gone... He from... literally just went through a spell of just being on... His entire online presence was just calling out, calling out women that he doesn't want to wank to. <laughs> and it was like, 
<laughs> feels like a real low point in someone's life. Yeah, I think to be honest though, to go from no one knowing who you are to being one of the most maligned figures on the internet, I think it's definitely. And then throw into that, he's said openly that his wife's been incredibly unwell, and then he was very unwell. And I think, yeah, I think just it's got to him a bit. Oh, for sure, it was just such a weird thing to watch yeah. happen in real time. And the reason I thought to ask, how are you doing, is because on the podcast, he asked Jordan Peterson if he was happy, and Jordan Peterson sort of went on a rant of why that's not a very good question sort of thing. And he said, well, what would be a good question to ask you to find out how you're doing? And he said, just ask me how I'm doing. Are you happy? Um, Me? Yeah. Oh, that's complicated. Uh, I think most people, yes and no. There's things I'm happy with. Yeah, I mean, don't go on a rant about it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, it's not a straightforward answer. There's different. There's almost like different areas of your life. Oh, absolutely. And in some you are happy. Yeah. And in others you're not. Absolutely. And I think that's the same for everyone. Um, for but yeah, sure. so it made me, And he said, like, more people should just ask each other, how are you doing? Because the habit is, and we talked about it before, it's very easy to just go, you're all right, mate. And you go, yeah. And well, then that's, that's the end of what? the conversation. That's, that, that's the danger of it for me. Sometimes you ask some, you sort of like, oh, you're all right. How, yeah. are you, how are you doing? And what I don't want is them to actually respond. Yeah. What I don't want them is to launch into an actual conversation. I'm just making polite yeah. small talk. Yeah. So it's, there's a fine line to know when I'm genuine. I think if I just say, you're right, a small talk, you don't need to respond to that. You, the yeah. only acceptable I, response I, is... I had a very good example of that recently. I'm not going to say who it is. Just not that they're necessarily going to listen to this. I doubt with it. There are demographic. But there was a lady one day that I don't know, had never spoken to before, and I asked her, how, she, well, she started talking to me and I just said, well, how are you doing? And then she went on this like 10 minute rant of everything that's going yeah, on. Yeah, you like, Paul Radcliffe, don't go on that long. To the point Jesus. I started being shown pictures of her several, she had several cats. I'd never actually got to the bottom of how many she had, but there was more than three. Um, and it was just one of these conversations where I was like, I, it wasn't a conversation. It was all one-sided. And I was just like, I just... Oh. I was being polite. You didn't yeah. fucking answer. <laughs> I didn't need this. We've never spoken before. No. There's someone I see on a semi-regular basis, right? But not for me. If I say you're all right, the yeah. only two acceptable responses are, uh, or three, I guess, but they're yeah. all variations. One, um, yeah, I'm all right. You, two, yeah. can't complain. Three, oh, uh, you know, Same ups and downs, been though. better. Fair to me. And then, and then that's it. Yeah. And that's, those are the only responses. If yeah, I actually yeah. sit down like you did at the start and you kind of go, how are you? Yeah. And you kind of like a little cock of the head. Yeah. A little, how are you doing? You know, yeah. then I'm ready to engage. Yeah, absolutely. But please don't mistake that. If I And just especially say, when you're, you're in passing right. as well, you get it quite often with people like you'll just, you'll be passing one another and you're like, this doesn't need to be any more than a, like most of the time, like if you're walking past someone at work, you'll go, you're right, mate. And they'll go, yeah. And then that'll be it. But yeah, no, I know some people who are very, you. very talkative and stuff at, at work. Yeah. And you're kind of, you'll, you'll say something most of the time because you've got to say something. So you've got to communicate yeah. with them. And then they'll start talking and you kind of keep one in sleeve. You're like, I've got shit to do. Like, I, I start doing go. the talking, walking away thing where like, I'm just getting further and further to the point where the conversation's just going to end because I'm. And I open, I, you know, I don't return questions. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm and out. That's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's nice. Yeah. Okay. How are you? That's, that's a good. That's a good opener. Yeah. That's a good opener. Um, this is one of the things that that is very topical this week. Probably won't be as topical when it goes out. In true crossing sort of yeah. fashion. Um, what do you think of the Nations League? Um, should should it exist? Are they, is it worth it? 
It's and bear in mind, it's, it's worth pointing out as well that I didn't actually realise this until recently that the Nation League is a is a, a FIFA thing. Like yeah. it's not just UEFA. Like all the the Concacaf and the the, the American yeah, yeah, ones, and the African ones, they all have them. I was I wasn't really. Yeah, yeah. I, I I sort of knew about it because there's a couple of football podcasts I listened to, and they did like a deep dive into it, explaining it. But what's um, your thoughts on it? I don't mind it. I think the problem is in a season like this one, where because the World Cup's in Qatar and it's a Winter World Cup. Um, the players have had to play a huge amount of football in a very condensed space of time. So to then throw in another tournament this season, that even quite big players have come out and said, like, none of us want to be here. Um, I think it's silly. In general, I don't mind it because, um, for example, a team like Scotland or Ireland or those sort of teams have a chance to get into the World Cup despite not having qualified through the traditional sense. Is there a... World Cup place from the Nations League, I believe League, so, though. yeah. I believe so. I, I, I was listening I mean, to a podcast the other day where they said um, uh, th- all the, there is a place up for grabs. Because all, um, all the teams have been decided now. Yeah. That's just what I heard the other day. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I'll have to look it up. But, yeah, was, uh, yeah. but in general, I don't mind it. Um, but we've had a lot of football and I just feel like we're all in a mood of like we could do with a little bit of time off from it. Yeah, or switch into the women's game. You know, the women's Euros is on this summer. It might be a nice change of pace. Maybe. I mean, I probably won't watch it. I'm not, the funny thing was, because I'm not going to be watching this World Cup, I was actually looking forward to watching some England games because I've not been watching any of the qualifiers. Um, and then I was working for every single game. <laughs> I mean, it might not have been a bad thing, to be honest, the way they no, went No, judging off of how they played uh, time of recording last night, um, it's not looking good. No, I'm... Um, yeah, and in fact, that's actually one of the sort of one of the. I wanted to talk about Southgate at some point. Okay, interesting. I mean, we can segue into that now if you like. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I've been quite vocal since. I mean, literally the night we lost to Italy, I was like, "Well, that's it. Southgate needs to go," and everyone was like, "No, it's heat at the moment." And I've I felt pretty consistent on it since. And then I think to lose, and I'm not being horrible to a team like Hungary four nil, it's not good. No, I mean, me, you and our football correspondent, Ash, mm. had a very, very brief chat about this recently. And I yeah. said, I don't want to undermine the the final and the semi-final, which are two huge teams. So the territory that England hasn't gone to, regardless of, I know that the, the yeah. criticism is that we only faced relatively easy teams, mm. but that sort of doesn't matter, you know. We, yeah, because to get also in the Euros, Because in the past, we haven't done it when we have. Yeah, and it's a mentality thing, just get into a final. And also, yeah. you know, in the Euros, we, we did beat Germany in the knockouts and we were held by a very good, Italian side, a side who were unbeaten in like twenty three yeah. games or something, and yeah. and then lost on penalty shootout, which as far as I'm, con- which in many regards is a luck of the draw thing. Yeah, I think for me, the reason, and you're absolutely right, all of those things are well, a good achievement. But I was going to say, having said that, we don't seem to have a plan B. No, and I don't. And I, I sort of said to you and Ash that I don't feel like we have a manager that knows what he doesn't know, and like he's got a very particular set plan he won't deviate from that um and I think it's a shame because although we might not have the best midfield in the world I certainly think our attack is very dangerous we have a we just don't play a system that allows them to we don't unleash them it very much feels a bit hodge Maybe I'm being a bit well, there were unfair, lots of jokes quite about, a defensive Lots mindset. of jokes about Gareth Southgate in the, in, over the last couple of weeks. You know, oh, I heard Gareth Southgate wear shin pads in the office. I heard, <laughs> you know, all those kind of like, yeah, just yeah. safe, just being yeah. ultra. But I d- yeah, it's, it's it's hard to 
get past the disappointment of the last couple of weeks. I think you look at the team selection, it's like, really? Yeah. Those are the players, and fair enough, you want to try out new things, whatever. But then it's like, in the last game, you know, what should we do towards the end of a game where we're 3 and down? Well, let's put Maguire on. It's like, how is that helping <laughs> anyone? What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's like Gallagher's playing okay. He didn't have a great game. I'm not going to yeah. deny that. But it's like, well, let's put Mount on. What the man who hasn't done anything in an England shirt for about six games, seven games. Yeah. I don't know why he's persisting with him. And I sort no. of, I get that he wants to get a core group of players and he wants to keep him through. And I do understand that. But it was, um, it is disappointment. And it feels like Hungary just sussed us out. And once we've been sussed out, we don't have a way around it. We don't go, well, okay, let's switch it up and play like this. Yeah. I don't feel like we have that. I think the only disappointing thing about the conversation is that a lot of people's response to anyone who doesn't want Southgate is, well, who do you want instead? And it's like, well, that's, Kind of, I get what they're saying. But, but that's a separate situation. Yes, that's a separate, a separate conversation. conversation. The conversation is whether Southgate is the right man to be in charge of the team. For me, I would have probably already got rid of him. I think now you might as well keep him through the next tournament. Yeah, and see there's how no it gets point on. getting rid of him now with like two games left before the World yeah. Cup or something. Um, I mean, for me, short of winning the World Cup, I would probably say three tournaments, he's had a fair crack at it probably best to just let him go and try something new but arguably and i'm just sort of playing devil's advocate mm. here three tournaments and we don't know what's going to happen in the world cup but yeah. three tournaments where he's met, reached a semi-final then a final yeah you know it's not it's better than any england managers since it is yeah um, uh, bobby robson and alf ramsey but i feel like considering the players we do have at our disposal and what we could be doing with the team i don't think it could be better do you know oh, what I mean? absolutely, it could be so, better. And I think because in those two games in particular, if it was just a case of it felt like we got outclassed on those two games, maybe with um, Croatia, you could argue with the midfield they had at the time, with Modric being one of the best players in the world in central midfield, sometimes those things tell. But in both games, I remember watching and thinking, we need to make a change here, we need to do something different. And particularly with the Italy game, to be 1-0 up and everyone watching it was saying... Waiting for it to come. Yeah, and... It, he waited until it was nearly 10 minutes after they scored to before he did anything. It's just, it's, those are the things, it's fine margins that win you a tournament. And if you're getting those things wrong, and I would say getting it wrong twice, for me, is a consistency. And that's fair, but I think psychologically for that team and that squad and, and for Gareth Southgate, you know, they... They got to a semi-final, they didn't make it, they learnt their experience, they came yeah. back the next time, they made a final. So well, like, look, they can go away and they can learn their experience. If they go to the World Cup and win it, he's proved me wrong. It's a tough wrong. one for me the last couple of weeks because I'm not a massive fan of the, of the Nations League. Okay. I do think they're just glorified friendlies. And yeah. also, even when we were doing well in it, like last the last time round, yeah. we made the semi-final and it was kind of like, yeah, but I don't like the really limiting aspect to it of, just I qu- I quite like, and I know that obviously the smaller federations, mm. you know, it's really beneficial in the same way that when when we've talked previously about like the FA Cup, yeah, and replays and all that kind of stuff, yeah, um, which you can go back and listen to in previous footballing episodes that we've nice. done. Uh, thank nice you very much. Plan. I would like to get at least one. Uh, yeah. That's my one. That's my one. Um, and do you know what? I feel like you deserve it. I feel like I deserved it too. Thank yeah, you. always. You're um, never going to turn down a round of applause. Oh, very unlikely. Very <laughs> unlikely. But I just think that the smaller federations benefit massively from playing the big teams. Like, yeah. So like Fiji playing against like the likes of Brazil or Germany yeah. or something. It's like they're not going to get that. And if you just 
yeah, if I sort of get, you know, well, we want to give them games they can win. It's like, yeah, but I don't know if they want that. If they want to play games they can win, they yeah. can do that. Like, they have the power to organise those games themselves and go, yeah, you know what, do. we're just going to play fucking Comoros and Spank. Well, Comoros, I think, made the Nations tournament loss. Anyway, and, and yeah. Spank them if they want to, but they're not going to because they like the variety and they like challenging themselves against bigger teams. I yeah. think you lose that. So I'm not, and it's like trying to squeeze That's an fair. extra think, tournament to out of something you, that doesn't need to be there. I feel indifferent towards it. If they keep it, I'm fine with it. If they get they rid of it, you're fine with it. Yeah. Um, I feel there's enough football elsewhere to still get my fix without the Nations League. Um, but yeah, I don't mind it either. Um, but so, for, for you anyway, in the next tournament, what would your bare minimum be for him to stay in the job? Like, Do you know what? It's not... For me, it's not based on a numerical thing. It's not saying we need to reach this round or we need to do this. Yeah. For me, it'll be a a judgment on how we did. You know, if yeah. if and when we go out, chances are we will go out. Yeah. Who did we go out against? How did we go out against them? Yeah. Did we scrape through the group? Did we manage yeah. the squad we well? Did we it? rotate the squad well through the tournament, which is huge in in and especially for a tournament that's going to be again, in the middle of the season. And again, I don't know if we necessarily do that well under Southgate no. either. So that'll be, for me, that'll be the judgment. Okay, that's fair. Why, what, for you, it is literally just win it. I, feel, I think he has to, for, for it to be justified. Otherwise, it just feels like if, if we got to another semi or heaven forbid to final again and still didn't win, it would feel a bit spursy, wouldn't it? It feel bit like well we've just wasted a golden opportunity again um and to be so close at the euros um and i think perhaps i'm angry at southgate because you do get your hopes up like you do get swept up in it it's very like yeah. partic- i don't know what it's like in other countries i'm sure it's similar but when an entire nation is on the same wavelength and what it's quite a powerful thing at the time and i think to then have that disappointment for me i think I get, perhaps I guess he's because he's been successful that's gone against him as well because it's like well you've done this much to them fuck up at the final hurdle sort of I think you know he's a victim of his own success at the same time um, but yeah I think yeah I mean maybe I'm being harsh saying he's got to win it but yeah it would just feel like three tournaments three good opportunities to get something that the country's been waiting for a long time. And I, d- I just, do you then, can you then go this go again in two years when the next tournament rolls around? Don't know. Because the players will be that much older, you know. It does feel like we could be facing another golden generation. Uh, I mean, that's the talk. And I I find it, I don't, I don't really want to criticise the players because I, def- I don't think they haven't worked hard. I don't think they don't try. Um, and they're, having to conform to how he wants to play. Um, so there's only so much they can do. Um, and I, I, I don't blame anyone for missing penalties. I don't know what, how I would fare under that pressure. I imagine um, you pick a zone of terror and just absolutely <laughs> rock that it. only be if I was in goal. Only if you're as the goalie in it. Yeah, 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 out. yeah. Not when I'm shooting. No, no. Because, I mean, I just mistake. put it wherever I want. My mistake, kind sir. You've watched me play football, bro. It got, it got, I call it. Do you know what? I I'm like Jimmy Bullard. I call it and I distribute <laughs> it. Do you know what I mean? I wouldn't say I watch you. It's sort of more like an experience that just one has to go through. Yeah. It's quite ethereal and 
it's almost out of body. A little bit. Yeah. You know, it's quite something. I mean, I've definitely taken Ash's breath away at times and just... Taking all our breaths away. And I'm saying, it's not just because we're made all really Ash unfit. i question everything on the football pitch. I've seen those moments. Yeah. I mean, one of them was I just stepped out of the way of a guy. So, El Matador. Yeah. It's definitely my... Uh, high risk, high reward. <laughs> it's that move. Very high risk, high reward. <laughs> and, uh, it didn't pay off. On on that occasion. No. I mean, I never tried it again. I mean, Ash would argue I probably did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but never intentionally. Um, but yeah. Poor me. Poor you. Yeah. But anyway. Would you want to pick yourself up and pick another topic to bounce through? Oh, it's your turn now, I think. My right? turn? Yeah. Okay. Let me, uh, let me get rid of these. So... Um, well, I, uh, sort of going back to the thing you said about feeling like you've achieved something, whatever I've recently as this, this past weekend yeah. went to a conference for, I work, I work for a charity or I work as part of a charity and we recently had a kind of assembly of all the various UK representatives. Nice. Uh, and it's just, it's a really interesting thing to get together to kind of, and you said, you know, with the repetitiveness, you know, sometimes I get lost in the, the, the kind of the milieu of the day to day. It's nice just to, to be do. reminded that actually we are working towards something yeah. admirable and something yeah. worth doing. Yeah. Um, and it, that's really easy to get lost on. But yeah. there was a really good representation. There's some um, some great stories. Some of the stuff that was really interesting to find out was that around the world, so it's a sort of it's a, it's a homeless charity. But around the world, yeah. we're represented in 41 different countries. And we recently had a world assembly in Uruguay nice. just a couple of months ago, which I would have loved to have gone I was to. But say. I'd literally just gone to America. Yeah. It was like the week after I came back. Yeah, couldn't swing. And it's just, there was no way that I'd have been allowed to have a month off and then go come back to for a week and then fuck off to Uruguay <laughs> for a, you know, a week and a half. Yeah. Well, like a week there. But I mean, I think that'd be time travel, really, mate. But. Um, it was really interesting to see the different focuses of, of the different places around the world. Okay. So, like, so sort of we're homeless. Yeah. France, where the charity originated from, homeless. Yeah. Homelessness. But in Uruguay, he, the focus is on children. So it's on um, making sure that children are fed and nourished and then schooled. So they make sure they, they get all, you know, the folks of the charity to get teachers in and get good education That's in cool. place and feeding them to make sure that they're not malnourished and not able to concentrate during lessons. That's so nice. that's the, that's the focus there. Yeah. Um, in the democratic Republic of Congo, yeah. believe it or not, we've nice. got a representation and the focus there is on rehabilitating former child soldiers. Nice. So it's really interesting to see the, the work that's going the on. Different focuses. I mean, that um, is really good. Thing. I mean, it'd be, it'd be lovely to do some sort of collab with your charity one day if we're ever big enough to, yeah, um, because I, I've I've looked into um, what they do, and it is a fantastic charity. Yeah, unfortunately, we've also got, um, thankfully, on the western border or the western <clears throat> edge, but we also got two representations in Ukraine. That's good at the moment. Um, well, they've been there for years, few years, mm. but obviously, being in Ukraine at the moment is a very different kettle of fish. I can imagine. So the focus has shifted from homelessness, which is what they were focusing on, to so, refugees and to okay. helping people. Because they're that closer to the border, they can help to kind of out. helping people sort of process them a little bit and okay. give them a place to stay no, for brilliant. a couple of days and move them on. It's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting to see. Um, there's one story, two stories really that stood out. One story is from a chap who he sort of he grew up in North London. Mm. He was um, 
<clears throat> poor, his his mum used to like make him help shoplift so that okay. they could afford to like eat and clothe themselves and stuff. And his dad used to beat his mum, and he said, and he happened upon it a few times. Yeah. And then eventually one day his mum was like, no, I've had enough, I'm leaving him. She found this new guy. Okay. And he was like, oh, this new guy's the fucking G. I love this new guy. He's taught, he, he was a barber and he taught him how to cut hair. Oh, nice. Then he started beating him. <laughs> and okay. um, And he started, and then he, was, then he was in gangs and he went from selling drugs, drugs to taking drugs. Okay. And he said, it was interesting because he, he said he, whenever he was kind of caught, or stopped or talked to it, he was always willing to admit to taking most of the drugs that he took except for crack cocaine why was that just a bit too much of a stigma to it i guess it was kind of like you know yeah. some of the weed and like sort of regular coke is like okay they're kind of like cool drugs almost but crack okay. cocaine's a bit like oh you've got a problem mate do you know what i mean there's yeah. no there's no casual users of crack cocaine yeah, there's definitely an image that's yeah. casted through that and he went and he got out and he spent he spent years in prison and he yeah. said because he went you know, and he was quite a violent kid. He said there's one, you know, and he's, there's little moments of racism in his life, like, because he, he is a uh, black kid. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, he's half, half cast in his own words. Mixed race. Uh, mixed race. Uh, that's why I sort of made sure to say in his own words. I don't want to bring the whole podcast down, but. It reminds and, me of um, the poem in school. <laughs> it was uh, explain yourself what you mean when you say half cast. Yeah. Do you remember that in yeah, English? GCSE English. And there's those fucking. Yeah, AQA, but no, it wasn't even AQA, were they? Are you there? Okay. Sorry. No, um, but he, so, so like the one instance that he saw him was he, he was he was going up north, he'd heard about there were some job opportunities up north. Okay. And so he got on the train and he went up and he needed to change. I think it was, I think he was needed to go to Preston. I don't know where he changed, but the guy was like, he was like, where do I go? I think Preston. He went, get on that train there, got on it, got off. And he's like, I'm, he's sort of like, this isn't Preston. No, this is Blackpool. <laughs> and the the guy at the gate was like, he sort of went to speak to the guy at Blackpool and was like, I needed to get to Preston. And the guy told me to think, and he went, oh yeah, he's always doing that with black guys. He always thinks it's, he thinks it's funny to send them all to Blackpool. Um, He's just... Yeah, this kid, this guy just can't catch a break. No. Kept getting punched, kept getting, you know, turned back to drugs, went to a rehab centre down in Devon, I think it was. Okay. But then when he came out, he he was like, because he always said he went, when he was in prison, that's the moment where he decided he was going to go to rehab and sort his life out. Okay. He said he was in prison. He was like twenty six. He spent like most of his adult life in prisons. Yeah. And he said he saw one of the guards that he knew quite well from mm. being in there a long time limping along, and he was like, "Oh, you're getting old." And the guard was like, "Yeah, you too, mate." And he was like, "Fuck." Mm, yeah. Went back and looked in the mirror and was like, you know, a few grey hairs. It was like couple of wrinkles it was like shit i am getting old what am i doing yeah went and cleared himself up and anyway and and he afterwards when he came out he wasn't sure where to go someone recommended this charity to him so he went to to up to the one in oxford and he's still a part of it he's been completely turned his life around he he like helps kids now and he kind of puts himself back into the community and yeah and you know he made he got a check on his anger and he took no, anger management courses and it's like yeah it's really turn it around it's a really inspirational story yeah and the other one amazingly my dad knew who it was just because i said oh our the president of the charity started speaking about how he got um he said oh many of you will know you know when i was held captive and i was like whoa hang on a minute <laughs> At what? Yeah. And then I sort of said that's my dad, and he went, oh, is, it, "Is it Terry Waite?" And I went, "It is Terry Waite." And I was like, "How <laughs> do you know?" And he was like, "Because 
like at the time that was a huge fucking story okay. and i had no idea basically i've not heard this he was he was um he worked for the archbishop of canterbury for a long time as you do traveling around the world um and then he ended up being a hostage negotiator. And he went Again, into Beirut in Lebanon in the late 80s to try and negotiate the release of Imagine some hostages. CV. And he got... They held him hostage. Right. And he spent four years in solitary confinement, chained to the wall. And then in the yeah. final year, so he spent five years in captivity. In the final year, he was allowed in the room with the other people. Still chained to the wall. Severely yeah. ill and unwell. And he was just, he was sort of saying that one of the other guys, a chap called Terry Anderson, he said every night he used to reach out as far as the chains would allow him and just kind of touch hands. And he said, and you know, that meant yeah, untold things to me. But it's really... Things you can't imagine what that must be like. Especially in solitary confinement. Imagine yeah. four years. You would genuinely go a bit loopy, wouldn't you? Yeah, I, th- I think I would attempt suicide in some capacity. I really would. Yeah. I'd sort of starve myself out or something. Maybe. Yeah, it's difficult though, isn't it? I just... No, you can't imagine. It's good to... No, you can't. ...hear the word. I mean, that man, Steve, hey, to go from working for the Archbishop of Canterbury to hostage negotiator to president of a charity. It's a bit... It's an an interesting ...random, isn't it? And sort of, as my dad was saying, like, when you look back at everything he's done and all that he's done, it's like... Now he's going nowhere because no one's going to have the balls to tell him (laughs) he shouldn't be the president anymore. He's going to be president until he dies. Yeah. I mean, he'd be great to interview one day. Just yeah, to get he his story. Really interesting. Well, he's got a book. He did okay. write a book about it. Yeah, well, you, I would, I would so have thought so. Can, he's got can, an interesting yeah. story. Um, no, that's fair. Fucking hell. But no, it's it's nice, like you say, to know that what you're working towards or what you're contributing yeah, it's, towards it's nice in to your be reminded work. That there is something. Yeah, um, there's a purpose behind it. But yeah, no, like I said, I think the charity you work for is really good. Um, and I think it provides. It's sad. It's a service that's required. Um, but it's great that they're doing it. Yeah, more and more, and in the last couple of years, just not to get too sidetracked, but in the last couple of years, the support needs of people that are being preferred on has yeah. gone up. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Is that with mental health? Yeah, m- mental health and drug and alcohol and okay. all that kind of state. That yeah. has... The, the state people are getting into is far worse. It has worse. gone up. That's fair. I mean, it's desperately sad, mm. um, but sadly not surprising what's going on in the world at the moment um and that's actually a good segue because one of my next questions was is the cost of living crisis affecting you and if so how um at the moment only mildly okay but you know i guess it is affecting me even more because the anxiety that it's causing about you just don't know not, where the ceiling going, is it's not going down yeah it's, yeah it's only going up and it's where's like, the ceiling on this and it, you know f- things have got tighter mm. and it's like you know i've got enough scope that I, i'm in a position i'm very lucky to be in a position where i've got a certain amount of scope that things can get a little bit worse yeah and i'm still okay yeah and i'm very grateful because there's a lot of people are not in that position no but I am looking at their walls and okay, they're not, tu- I'm not touching the walls yet. No, but they're, but getting they're coming closer and closer yeah. every day. So 
yeah. that kind of, I guess, or something. Is it the cost of crisis? Uh, the cost uh, of only like you? the checkout, so to speak. Do you know what I mean? Like the price of things just going up. So things are just costing more to buy. I mean, it's offset by I buy a lot of what I buy now from my work because I get a discount. discount on it, yeah. Um, so that helps. Um, but yeah, just in general, everything going up and like, even like the cost of going to events and doing different bits and pieces, it just feels like everything constantly is going up. I mean, and I'm really happy I don't run a car because I don't know what I would be doing. At yeah, the I, I try and drive just as, not driving as it, little as possible. Yeah. I mean, unless I really, I mean, I do drive, there's one place if I'm working at a particular site, I do drive, it's like a mile and a half on the road. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm travelling at rush hour, but I kind of take all the back roads. There's only bits of traffic, so I'm not too bad. Yeah. But, yeah, it's not... It's not ideal. It's not I good. I mean, it's, it's going to hit £2 soon, isn't it? Like, ev- yeah, I speak to my sister already, every yeah, couple definitely. of days, and it's constantly going up 2p, 2p. I mean, I literally went... One day, I was like, I'm going to get... I was like, I need some petrol, and I saw it at one sixty six. Yeah. And I was like, cool. And I went back two days later because I didn't I was really yeah. bit, really busy the next day didn't have an opportunity went back two days later and it was like 172 and it was like fucking yeah. hell man I was like I was only gone yeah. like a day what was wrong well, with you like people it's like 186 now isn't it yeah and it's, it's only going yeah. up like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous and that's the thing and like I think what worries me about it more than anything and we sort of touched on it on the last podcast is just there doesn't appear to be any desire or willingness to or, help people out of it no um I don't necessarily know what the answers would be. I guess you could lower taxes for people under a certain wage bracket. You could do things like that. Or um, the taxes they were floating the idea of on on these bumper profits and things like that. Um, Or the government itself taking the hit on some of it and incurring the loss themselves because... Yeah, I mean, the fuel thing, most most of that's made up. Because what seems odd to me is over the years, um, or in the past, for example, if you were, I've listened to a lot of podcasts, like if you were Coca-Cola, for example, and there was a sugar supply crisis, which they had years ago, they did as much as was humanly possible to not have to put the burden of that on the consumer. Because it, that they saw it as they were the ones that required the sugar to make their product, therefore they should be the ones taking, taking the cost of that, not the consumer. Obviously, it's they put. Not, it's not even close to that a, now, is it? No, there's not. I don't think there's even a consideration, guys. Should we um, just not make it? Well, I've, I've seen I wouldn't mind, like if all these oil and gas companies themselves were making losses. But they're not. Yeah, they're posting record profits. Yeah. Not even profits, like, record so profits. they could take some of the hit. It's not a problem. Yeah, they would I've, still make money. That, I've seen some small businesses and stuff, and it's really sad because they're genuinely, some of these small businesses are just absolutely heartbroken that they're having to put their prices up because they yeah. sort of, they're saying, I don't want to pass the, the but increase what, on what's the my thing. option? But if I don't, I can't afford to keep the business yeah. going. I can't afford to live off it. You know, it's like, yeah. I have to... But all of these big companies could afford... And I'm talking about the Brexit impact yeah. as well, so I'm not even talking about like the cost of living crisis. But No. No, I mean, like, for example, there's a cotton bud shortage at the moment, and that's quite random, um, because basically there's a supply issue. China have the majority of what supply there is, and they've gone from charging... I don't know how accurate this is. I was told by someone, three grand a freight to over 20 grand a freight, and most of the companies well, have just gone, a, um, well, we're not going to pay it. Uh, 
breast milk formula shortage yep. in America, wasn't there? I'm quite aware of that. My sister's talked to me about it quite a lot because um, she currently has a little bambino um, that she has to feed milk to. And there was quite a few times where it genuinely looked like she wasn't going to be able to get in milk. Um, and it's just ridiculous in the world we live in that that even has to be a concern. And it wasn't because she couldn't afford it. It was just she couldn't get it. Yeah, weren't anywhere to be seen. No, but luckily my sister's the sort of person that's prepared, so she had enough, luckily, in the end, in reserve. Until But yeah, it's not ideal. And like, a lot of people don't have the money to buy, because like, baby milk is not cheap. No, it's ridiculous. Um, so like, it's well over £10 per, I don't know what you would describe it tub. as. Tub. Tub. Yeah. Yeah. I think tub sounds about right. Um so, yeah, it's not cheap. So, a lot of people aren't in the position where they can go, oh, well, let me well, buy, buy ten. five. Yeah, or two. yeah. Because yeah. I mean, well, 10 would be a silly amount. No one's yeah, got, most talking, people don't have 100 like quid. Spare. quid kind yeah. Of thing. So, yeah, it just worries me and I worry for other people. I mean, like you, I'm lucky I'm in a situation where the burden hasn't necessarily fallen on me on a lot of it. So, I'm very fortunate. But, yeah. like, it, it's getting to the point where, like, me and my partner are saving up at the moment. Um, and uh, I just don't know, like, when we do have enough to move out, how long is, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and that's the position, so like, and it's ridiculous that we should be in that position, Um, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, Sadly, at the moment, it's not going to change, and yeah, there's not a lot we can do at all. Nope, unfortunately not. Right, so what's your next one? So, it's a bit, I think, a bit uh, left field, maybe. But we're, we're June is Pride Month. Yep. And I thought a little fun hypothetical, okay. maybe not fun, maybe deep and dark and really fucked up, we'll find out. Either way, we are, we're on board. So, I hope, it's, I hope this isn't in bad taste. as like cisgendered hetero men to ask these questions and debate these things. I mean, it is probably frowned upon. I, I think it'd be inappropriate uh, if you played the the little <laughs> clip that said ha, "gay." Gay. <laughs> my finger slipped. Thank you. Um, that's what he said. You know, that's nice. Nice. I was watching a thing the other day that <laughs> the, the Chris and Ramsey Rosie, whatever that's called, the um show, the Chris and Ramsey show, whatever. What with his wife, Chris and Rosie? Yeah. 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 Someone in the audience was like, you know, they do this section where they like go to get audience members to submit beef that they've got with their partner or with right. their, sometimes like with their mum or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one woman was like, we started playing this game called Goose when we were... I don't know like, why I laughed at together, Goose. But where, I just got like... And she's like, and it's just gotten out of hand. It's getting ridiculous. And it's where and they what just... what do they do? They just say the word Goose and stick a finger up the bum. Mama like that. Mama like that. I'm on board. And they were like, it's just getting ridiculously out of hand. Like, we do, we do it in, in public, in, like, at weddings, at, yeah. like, in restaurants and shit. It's just, it's not okay. It's gotten really out of hand. But anyway, that's neither here nor there, and that's got nothing to do with the LGBT community. It's right, perfectly clear. Fair play. I'm but, on board. I'm here for it. Um, this is a kind of a layered question. There's a few different parts of this question, but okay. it all ties into the same answer. Okay. So how do you think if you were a part of the LGBT community, how do you think you'd have come out, if at all? And further to that, um, looking back at your life and how you've been at various stages of your life, when do you think you might have come out? And might the way you've come out changed over the years? You know, because you might just say never, but, you know, I'm just curious. Um, 
looking back, I f- I don't think I think it would have probably been around the age that I started being more successful with, or not even more successful, but like having more interactions with girls and. Like I guess it would have been the same if it was boys, um, and I but think would it because it's kind of more socially acceptable to be with girls. Might you have felt a little bit? I think scared of the. I'm quite lucky that I know my sister would be fine with it. If anything, she'd love it. Um, oh, my mum would love it. My mum, not if you came out gay. I, I want to be very careful how I word this because she's not homophobic, but she just always felt it would be easier for me if I was straight because of all the problems. Yes. Because of some of the pitfalls gay people can face. We're not totally open and accepting society. No, we're not. So it was from that angle, but I don't think she'd have had an issue with it on a natural, practical level. Um, And I think my dad would have probably been exactly the same. I think we might have had a slightly different relationship. I honestly don't know. Um, But... Also, in terms of like the friends I've had, I also think I would have probably been okay coming out in our group of friends. I mean, we've even had the conversation as a group of friends over the years. Like, what would you do if one of us came out as gay? And all of us were just like, wouldn't really give a shit. Start um, looking up gay jokes. Yeah, I think that would be all it would be. But like, hey, you like cock, don't you? Or something like, do you know what I mean? I mean, I know we're not very witty, but Jesus, I hope we're better than that. Or it would be very much like... <laughs> Gay. would get overused i mean it's going to yeah. get overused on this podcast anyway in yeah. the coming months but yeah. would definitely get overused in our good friends although we i don't think any of us watch yeah, community. I, I actually don't i think i'm very fortunate with and i've been particularly as time goes on more selective of who i am close to but i think i was quite lucky with who i came across when i came across them and i think i'd have probably been all right to come out probably around the age i started being interested more in girls, which was around sixteen, seventeen. And so how do you how do you think you would have come out? I would have probably just Would you have kind of gathered people? Do you I just, mean would to you be honest, waited I've had for them to be together? I'm gay anyway. Um Don't even get me started on that, like, okay? Don't I, please. I genuinely it's remember going to it must have been Fort Park, you were dating uh it's awkward to say that. Uh, our friend Mia. Sure. Um but yeah, you were dating her at the time. I went to Fort Park with her and uh, two adults. Uh, okay, I know. Yeah, I'd, I'd, yeah I'd, I'd, I didn't suddenly... Yeah, anyway, we went to Fort Park and they genuinely thought I was gay when they first met me. And they actually told me that as well. Like apparently, the, like they even said the way you minced over to the car. <laughs> I mean, sideswipes at gay um, people. But yeah... But I think in terms of coming out, I would have probably done the old cliche, probably just sat them all down, mum, dad. But not wait for them. You think you'd have actually gathered them and said, look. I think my sister would probably have known I was gay before you did. That's often the way, isn't it? Yeah, I think I would have probably told my sister and she'd have been like, yeah. The whole LGBT, like even the the asexuals and stuff. And it's like, oh, I'm asexual. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah, I think. We've all known. Like. Yeah, 100% I think my sister would have known. My parents probably not. I don't. I honestly don't know because I'm not gay. <laughs> it's very difficult to know how... Because you would feel differently, I imagine, if you were actually gay. Um, yeah, we're talking hypothetical. It's really but I don't think I'd have had any drama surrounding it. Maybe a couple of friends might have been a bit different. But overall, I think I'd have been fine. 
I was just curious. To, so yeah. like I, said, I was just curious to how you'd have come out and at what stage you'd have come out. I think like it, how you'd have approached it. I think it would have probably again. I would have probably still had anger issues like I did when I was younger. So I think. Well, you know, you're still you. It's just literally no, just your sexuality is the so only I, I, thing. So I'm just that's... trying to like. I think with the journey of like my first experiences of counselling then, and like last week, as I mentioned, sort of it helped with introspection, and I think that process would right, have, have probably... allowed you to get there sooner. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, I think I would have been okay with it a bit quicker than perhaps someone who didn't have that help. So, and I think I'd have been very fortunate with who I was surrounded with. Yeah. What about yourself? Um, when I don't know, probably because you are a private person. Yeah, I, like, I'm not like, very I, forthcoming. Like the first time I found out you were dating again was on I like the to pod, think, do you know what I mean? Like, I like to think I'm very open, and if if I'm asked. Yeah, I don't, I don't like. It's a bit like pretend we or had deny a friend or hide. Who I don't, I'm not very forthcoming. I'm not going to say what they didn't tell me, but it was something oh, quite big. Yeah, it was huge, and I remember saying to them because the person who it involved thought I must have known, and then when I didn't, they were quite shocked. And then I went and asked the person who you would have thought would have said something. I mean, I get perhaps you wouldn't just go out and advertise it but it just seemed quite odd and his his response was well you didn't ask and it was like, oh all right shit fair enough Do you know what I mean? yeah and it did it did spark a lot of jokes about we've yeah. got to ask really specific niche things about yeah yeah just in case just on the option i think i think i am like that i think i am quite i've just i'm not i've always said i'm just not forthcoming yeah like it's not that i hide anything or deny or like yeah. try and go or divert like if you ask me something i don't, I, don't, I like to think i'm not like well, let's just quickly change the topic. I'm not, I'm happy to sit and discuss it, but it's like yeah. I would never just bring that shit up on its own. Okay. So yeah, I think, but I, you're right. I am quite a private person. Yeah. So you most probably wouldn't know. Although I've had a similar experience where I was uh, at a party. I think it must have been. And I spent most of the night with this girl, and I was like, "Oh, do you know what? I quite like her. Like, we've gotten to know each other, kind of. Yeah. And yeah. I quite like her. Was I there? Yeah, I think you were. Oh, and then it busted shit. out. And then it busted out oh, like... Mama shit. like that. Mama like that. And then I think <laughs> she must have started seeing someone not long after that because then we were kind of like speaking to, chatting to each other. And she would sort of mention like, that's such a shame you're gay kind of thing. And I was like, oh, wait, wait. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. You're just like... <laughs> slow the fuck yeah, down. Yeah, I was like, like whoa. <laughs> Uh, so I was a bit upset, and, and that's happened before. It's a lot understandable. Of people, a lot of people have thought I've—I've I've quite a few people have thought I'm gay, and I do wonder whether there's some kind of gay vibes that exist and that I'm putting off. But I think so. you're—you've always been a bit more metrosexual than the rest of us in the group. I would say, no, by by in what I regards, mean, that in, yeah, you're yeah, someone yeah. who puts more or has at times put more effort. Into your appearance, or into and my also, outfit, certainly, like. also, you're willing to take more sartorial risks than the rest of us, I would say. Yeah, I don't um, think that's and you've definitely been willing to put yourself out there, like a lot of you out there. Um, yeah, fair. So, yeah, I, like, and also, I could understand, like, particularly when I was younger, my voice was more high pitched, and I've, I definitely, I mean, <laughs> I say, I've, I've shown homosexual tendencies we've had moments like in a club where a bouncer is coming and we're like lads what yeah. the fuck well, I was going to say doing? it makes me think of there's a scene in uh, Parks and Recreation where uh, Ben Wyatt 
Adam Scott's character, his, his whole thing is he gets really nervous. I'm not on, related. He gets really nervous on TV and he's kind of doing this interview and yeah. it just like, it just turns into a car crash and they, you know, they quick cut together bits of him having meltdowns. <laughs> and at one point he just shouts, who hasn't had gay thoughts? <laughs> Everyone, okay? That's just normal. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but honestly, if I'm being really brutally honest, yeah. I like to think that I know myself well enough to be able to do that. Yeah. I think I would not, I think I'd have probably done it around about 18, 19. I think okay. I'd have spent the first couple of years kind of being like... Do you think you'd have had gay sex before coming out? Um, yeah. Nice. Thanks. Mama like that. Mama like that. That's what I call myself. Yeah. During oh, mama. gay sex sessions. <laughs> That's what I, yeah, like, mama like that. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I think I'd have done it. I, honestly, I think I'd have done it like... I'd have sent like a message to my... Like even to my family... Or written a letter. Oh, that's quite dramatic. You know but then again, I can I be quite can dramatic. One hundred percent. Imagine on MSN, <laughs> right? Your little status. Do you know where you used to put yeah, yeah, song yeah, lyrics song or whatever? Lyric or your friends. It'd be like out and proud or something like that with a love, love heart or something. Um, I think I would. I would do it like that. I'd send like a message, and then I'd think I'd fuck off for like a couple of days. Yeah. And I think I would, because I'd be like, Wait I want to drop that bombshell and I do not want to be around because there's going <laughs> to be a lot of questions and there's going to be a lot of like, yeah. and I kind of don't want to face, I, f- I don't think I'd want to face that. So I think, That's fair. I don't think, yeah, like I think once I realised I was gay, it'd probably take me a couple of years, two or three years to kind of build up the courage to be like, okay. I'm going to tell people. What about and then your family? I'll probably tell them at the same time I tell you. I tell them before I told you guys, yeah. I think, but it wouldn't, there wouldn't be that much difference between telling them and telling you. And how you. do you think? And then, although I think they'd be fine with that. My mum would love it if I was gay, like straight up. Yeah, I think you're right. Dream yeah. dream scenario for my mum is if I, if I was somehow <gasps> a woman yeah. and a gay cis man. Right. Would okay. be like the dream scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know how those well, two combine. I think combine. maybe you and Alf can put your heads together and come up with something. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how those two would combine, <laughs> but I do think that would be like the dream. Yeah. I've had this conversation with my mum before as well, because she's, you know, there's this, and not to stop my mum at all. Like, she's a really smart lady, really Your mum's a good laugh as well, to be fair. But this kind of idea, it's like, I'd still be me, even if I was like, yeah, I'd still well, be the same. Still you, I'd still be the I mean? same arrogant dick. Like, yeah. that doesn't change. I'm not going to suddenly like, what sort of know, really, like feminine for? things. What sort of butter? That's what I heard. Excuse me? That's coincidentally, that is my next question though. What's your favourite butter? Uh, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's That's going to be so weird. <laughs> What's your favourite butter? What did you oh, do you want me to say? tell you? Yeah, what did you actually Clover. say? You're a clover man. I'm an anchor man. Yeah, it's all about the Although clover Although I'm, I'm a patoli man because it's like a little bit healthier and it's easier to spread <laughs> also, for real. No, clover's the easiest to spread. But, sorry, yeah, what did you actually ask? I actually, what sort of guy would you go for was what, what I was What sort of guy would I go for? Like, not, what's your favourite butter? <laughs> Um, Are you hungry? Always. Yeah. I don't know what kind of guy. What kind of guy would you think you'd go for? I I don't know. Like I've ended up with a lady who's uh, a bit shorter than me, so I don't know whether I'd go for a short guy or. I mean, straight up, I think I'd have to go for a guy taller than me. I don't know. <laughs> for the protection more than anything else. Do you know what I mean? I just, yeah. yeah. I don't know what kind of. I think I'd look for the same things that I do now. I'd want yeah. someone that I can. Well, I would look for the same things what now. Someone I can have a laugh with. Just someone who's chill. Like I, the one thing I couldn't go for in the same way that I don't go for it in friendship groups is the whole alpha thing. Yeah. 
can't stand that. Yeah. You need to have a bit of humility. Do you reckon there's a lot of alpha gay men out there? Yeah, they're just, they're, they're men. Yeah. They might be gay, but they're still men and they still have that inherent yeah, alpha so social need thing. Plus, I guess... We need to get gay people on here. I want to talk to them. But they've got to be like... Because willing to do gay sex acts <laughs> no. on, on us. No. Who hasn't had they, gay they've thoughts? They've got to be cool with like probing questions and yes, and, and it'd be the same dumb as, questions. Yes, absolutely. Not because I'm ignorant. Potentially I'm curious, and I and it's educational for myself and for whoever's listening. That that's where I'm coming from on it. Um, but I didn't. I didn't expect this conversation when we started. No, I just thought it would be, a, a, you know, like I said, it's relevant because it's no, Pride really Month, like and it. I thought it'd be an interesting um, way to find out. Because also, like yourself, you know, there's a, there's a kind of self awareness there. So to know yourself mm. and to know at what point in your life you might have done it and how you might have done it at yeah. any given point. Because no, it's a really good. I question. imagine how you'd come out now. Yeah, I mean, for you, probably would be quite similar. But I, you know, how I'd come out now would be quite different to how I'd come out if I was like nineteen. I'd probably. I'd be a lot more mature about it and, and upfront like before mm. I'd have wanted to send a message and then fuck off for a couple of days and then come back to it and kind See, of answer it. Now I'd face it a bit more head on. I think I would have probably done it, do on it face quite to face. a uh, sort of personal level. I would imagine I would have probably done it sort of, I'd have probably started with Ash told him after the family, most likely. I mean, my sister would probably be the first person I would tell. Um, and like I said, she'd already know. And then I'd make sure she thinks mum and dad are going to be cool with it, even though I think they would be. But you'd go for that reassurance. Yeah, um, the advantage of having a sibling, I guess, yeah, that you're close enough to to tell. Yeah, then I'd probably tell Ash first, and probably Lindsay because Lindsay's by, or what was by in the past. I don't know how she currently identifies. I don't want to put a monitor. Well, still, on but her, no, she's still by. Yeah, to my knowledge, she still likes the ladies as well as uh, the love of her life, Kevin. Um, so shout out to him. Yeah, I think predominantly she likes Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, but I think she appreciates a lady still. Oh no, she's still bi, but you know, yeah, she's um, monogamous. So I think so. Lin- like, and that's the thing. I'd have been quite lucky in the sense that I've always been close to Lindsay. I would have had someone already with one foot in the camp. Do you know what I mean? If you were gonna, if you were gonna come out now, and this will be my last thing, and it will yeah. kind of move on, and you can do a thing. But if you were gonna come out now, would you? come out to a certain number of people and whatever and to me mm. on the pod would i come out on the pod or would you want to do it privately or would you want to it, do it, it would, a bit more no i think for something like that I, f- I think even if i knew my intention wasn't attention seeking you'd worry that that's how it came across yes so that for that off on its own i would 100 percent still do it privately okay well there goes my idea for next week yeah. uh, carry on be a shock to, I'll, I'll to, to my missus if, uh, that well, happened. no, only if you were bi. Like, you could still be bi and it wouldn't affect your I relationship. I think, to be honest, it might I think her view I'm on it, pretty yeah, sure she'd just go, yeah, it makes sense. Oh, a lot of us would. Yeah. A lot of us would. I need to remind you of the George Michael incident. Yeah. I mean, that was a good moment. It's a good moment. Funny moment. It was a funny moment. It was a very funny moment. But, yeah. Funny. What about you? Like, would you just, like you say, still do it the same as a message and then... No, now I'd face it head on. I'd okay. do it face to face. Would you just get everyone down the pub and like, by the way? No, I'd, I'd do it in stages. I'd do it yeah, like yeah. To probably to my family. Then I'd like yourself, yourself and Ash. Yeah. Ash, unfortunately, now he lives a long way away. I you might are have in to there do with that Ash, Jake, and Lindsay, by the way. I, I fucking hope so. I, I, was like, I didn't realise where I was. I thought I was after. I thought I was like, well, no, I think I would have probably... like, Once you told the postman, the bloke at the London, <laughs> maybe I might get. 
maybe I think about Or maybe it. it would be like the situation with the chap you were talking about earlier, where you just hung up with the boyfriend. I'd be like, are you gay? And you, go, well, you never asked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Could be. Yeah. It would be funny, to be honest. I'd respect you massively for the throwback to the in-joke. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I couldn't even be mad. No. Wouldn't even be mad that I didn't know that this huge <laughs> thing about you. I'd be like, no, I respect the joke. Plus, look, the, the, the other way I'm looking at it, just the last thought in my head, was people have, despite the fact I'm not gay, suspected I'm gay. So if I was actually gay, I'm pretty sure... Wouldn't be an quite, issue. Yeah, I'm pretty sure most people would have already known. Yeah. So, yeah. But yes, anyway, please... Um, I don't really know how to follow that up. Uh, what trips have you got planned coming up um, this year, next year? What are we looking at? None. None? At the moment. I the, thought you no, were no, going that's not true, that's not true. Budapest. There are, well, Budapest doesn't look likely we at the moment like because, of the, uh, because of the flight situation. I re- what, it's on hot? You don't know? Yeah, it's kind of up in the air at the okay. moment. Ironically up in the air because it's actually <laughs> not up in the fucking air, Do you know what, where Jay? I want to be. I feel like you've earned another... Round of applause for a fantastic joke. Thank you, thank you. Uh, if only everyone reacted like that to my yeah to my jokes. Most of the time, you just get a bit of shit stuff. Yeah, yeah. and then I just take that as like you know positive feedback, and I actually do go and you know try and enact that. You would that you criticism would take that as positive feedback. But uh, no, but so Budapest. Yeah, I do still want to do Budapest. I mean, I want to go everywhere, but want to want to enact. Me, Ash and Alex, both of whom have been on the podcast, yes. were planning a couple of years ago to go to uh, do like a sort of nine day, ten day trip. So starting in uh, Berlin, nice. a couple of days in no, Berlin, no. driving Berlin. into Prague, a couple of days in Prague, nice. driving into Poland, doing Auschwitz, Krakow. Oh, and then I'm jealous. I know it sounds really silly. I'd love to go to Auschwitz. I know. I know what you mean. And then, it's, um, yeah. And then back into Munich yeah. to finish off to a couple of days in Munich, which would have been that sounds like an awesome, an trip. amazing trip. So we still want to do that. That's still yeah. definitely that's not it's written gonna off. Happen. That's just a delayed yeah, thing. Yeah. Uh, I'd quite like to do a kind of more relaxing one. Yeah, I'd quite like to do like a week just chilling by a pool, by a beach. Yeah, like one of the Greek islands or Turkey or something. Does Ash do those mean. sort of holidays? He's open to them. Okay. But I don't think they're his favourite. I think he, no, he I think can't, need he to can't do nothing. And do. for me, like, I want to do a couple of days of doing stuff. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, yeah. I want to be up exploring the town. You want some chill I want to go for a wander and just explore. But yeah, I also just want a few days of just being yeah. like, give me a book. Yeah. We have a swim and dip in the sea and just. Yeah, yeah. But that'd be quite nice. What about yourself? Have you got anything no. that you'd like to do? Anywhere you'd like to go? I'd like. No, I mean, we've talked about places we'd like to go on a previous episode of the podcast, if you go back and listen to yes. that. Yes, excellent. Excellent um, work. So give yourself a round of applause. I think it was the um, Bucket List podcast. Yeah, give yourself a round of applause, my man. That's, you're oh, worth I've it. I've got to find the applause now, Jake. Come on, man. All right. There we go. Small round of applause for me. Um, but yeah, I'd love to go to Egypt. I really want to see the pyramids. Uh, I'd like to go to New York, but there's loads of places in America I'd like to go to. Um, I think I'd just like to go away somewhere nice with the missus. She's never been abroad. Just pick somewhere that's affordable, all-inclusive, and she gets a break. You know, I know I'll be able to leave her in the room to have a sleep if she wants to have a sleep, and I can go off and do whatever I want to do. Um, I just want to get on an aeroplane because I know she's going to shit herself. Um, But worth it. Oh, Not absolutely. It. It's such a good experience. Yeah, so you don't um, want to pick anywhere too far. No, I think I think the furthest probably would be Greece, but probably I'd look at Spain for the first time just because it's you can get under three hours and be in Spain. Do you know what I mean? So, um, 
So, yeah, but no, we haven't got anything planned at the moment. Everything, we put all our eggs into saving up at the moment. To get the place. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, there was one last thing I wanted to talk to you about. There's a guy doing the rounds on podcasts and on the internet at the moment. I don't know if you'll know him. His name is Andrew Tate. Uh, Not by name. No, he's a four-time kickboxing world champion. Oh, well, that's my that's my circle. <laughs> definitely and he had something like it was over 80 fights and he lost i think eight times and i think like 89 fights and lost eight times so quite a, a poor show really <laughs> yeah by my standards yeah yeah you'd yeah, be yeah, undefeated yeah. after that many minimum, fights minimum, yeah. if anything you'd won more than you thought you somehow I mean? yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but he's coming to quite a lot of like attention because of his views and he basically believes that women should be and are happier when they're subservient to men, that a woman should be okay with him or any man being with her, but also being with another fucking woman. whoever he likes, whenever he likes. Um, that everyone, and that, for example, if you're in a relationship, so, so you had a missus currently, and you weren't sleeping with other women, you were not only denying your biological imperative, but you were lying and allowing yourself to be controlled by a woman's feelings. To be honest, it's nice to see that he's read my book. <laughs> um, but, like, it was an odd one because he believes every word that's coming out of his mouth. I watched um, two, like, two-hour podcasts with him on because I was just fascinated because he was one of these people that talks a lot of shit. But the problem is he's also incredibly successful. So like he's gone on to be worth a hundred million, and he's growing. He's done all sorts of things, and he's making money. And basically, whatever he's turned his hand to in his life, it's worked, except for views and ideologies. Yes, that one not so much. No, I would not call that a success. No, um, but I'm talking about materially. He's achieved a lot of stuff. Yeah, and the problem is, through listening to him, I thought about if someone has been successful at everything, if they're actually wrong in all of the way they look at life, but they've been nothing but successful. You can't really, like, how do you tell someone like that that they're wrong? Because his attitude, like, he went on a podcast that had a female host on and he talks quite bluntly and in a derogatory manner about women on quite a constant basis. And she was just sort of laughing most of it off. Um, But whenever she did have a response, it was, he's just like, but I'm right. You know, every... do you know what I mean? You can't reason with people like that. And, no, you, know, you can't. And you've just got to just stop giving, them, stop giving them the fucking of, air. Um, stop giving them the time of day. Stop yeah. giving them platforms to talk about the it. The sad on. thing, though, because there's some things, like he was talking about how the system's rigged and his issues with um, corruption and things like that. He now lives in Eastern Europe because he said, like, at least in Eastern Europe, they're open about the corruption and I can get in on it. If I get pulled over for speeding in Romania... He said, I'll drop the guy $50 and off I go. He said, if I uh, get a speeding ticket here, I try and bribe the police officer, I then get arrested for trying to bribe him, but yet we're allowing the corruption in government and everywhere else. You're just not allowed access to it. So what you mean, you ask me what I think about him? Or, those or like, Well, no, I guess I'm not asking you anything, in particular, but like, what do you think about his views, particularly him on women? I'm pretty sure I know what your answer will be. I mean, have you got a bullshit button? <laughs> I don't have know. Have, a, have you got button. anything that represents displeasure or dissatisfaction? Yeah, to be honest, I've gone mostly for funny ones. Uh, no, definitely not that. Women's one. rights is not a laughing matter. I know we joke about you being misogynistic on this pod. Yeah, but I mean, the closest it could be fake news, I guess. 
But yeah, that's what that's what um, I think about his views. Yeah, or just. How does that make you feel? Like, like we're treating him too, like we're treating him like we're treating Boris, like we're giving him airtime that he shouldn't get. The, the the thing I found interesting was when listening to him, there was obviously a lot of stuff I didn't agree with, like his views on women, despite what Jake likes to paint a picture of on this podcast. I'm For not sure. actually a misogynist. For sure. Um, and I did, like, I, vehement, I, I don't agree with you're denying your biological imperative and you're allowing yourself to be controlled by a woman's feelings. I think all of that is complete nonsense. I think it's just, if you're committing yourself to someone to then fuck them over repeatedly, it's just a bad thing to do regardless of whether it hurts her or not. It's just not something you should be wanting to do. And he's got very backwards opinions on women's sexuality versus a man's sexuality and that there should be different standards and men should be allowed to sleep with as many women as they like. But women, it's, you know, there's something wrong with a woman if she wants to sleep with too many men. Too many men. Too, too, too many, many men. It's just it's as such a, like, a built-in thing for us. Yeah, But yeah, it's... And the reason I found it interesting because there was the occasional nugget of things like the corruption comment and things like that where I'm like, actually, he has a point on that. It's always that that old adage Um, that we used used with um, old lizard boy, uh, David Icke. Yeah. You know, that broken clock's right twice a day, every now and then. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. But it's just like... My other question was, how do you deal with someone like that? Is it just to not give them the air or... Well, are you ready for this? Because I think this works perfectly. Yeah. Yes, I would I would just not give them the air. If they're going to spew stuff like that, mm. I just would stop inviting them on places. I'd stop having them on. Yeah. I'd stop promoting their episodes of things that they do. Yeah. Just, I just wouldn't have it because it's like those... And if I was any of the fighting federations, mm. I'd no longer... I'd revoke the fighting thing because it's like... I well, don't care he's how much retired a, now. He doesn't fight Fair anymore. enough, because I was going to say, I don't care how much money you generate or whatever, like, those views are not in line with the standards that we're trying to promote. And no. Everyone's free to say what they want, but that doesn't mean they come without consequences. No, and I that would be fair. my advice. I'm sure that your advice would be something similar. Yeah, I think for me, there's <coughs> always going to be, be people with those sort of views out there. And the podcast, one of the podcasts I had him on, I think they had him on as a let's all laugh together slash at him, at how ridiculous his views are. But the other one was definitely a bit more sycophantic. But I'm I'm fundam- I feel like not giving them the air gets a little bit close to deplatforming, if you know what I mean. And I'm not a big fan of deplatforming. Yeah, but it's that thing of people, you know, that whole thing of like when people moan about being cancelled and it's like, I never see them more than when they're moaning about being cancelled. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I just, ultimately, he shouldn't have those views. I agree. We shouldn't promote those views. I agree. It is deplatforming, but there are still public forums where he can still go and express those views. There are still public places where he can be that. Yeah. But on anything else, it is deplatforming and I do support it. That's fair. I think... The reason I fundamentally don't like deplatforming, the first one is I feel like it pushes people that are already on the fringe further Further, out and it can make it go more extreme and you end up with weirdos like incels and stuff like that. Um, And the other reason is I like a bit like, and it's something Corbyn, I suppose, was criticised for, 
was I feel like you have to have a conversation with these people sometimes, that sometimes you have to go to the table with people that you don't want to. Sometimes not certain things. Yeah. Um, But now that you're nice and loosely warmed up, should we help some people out? Yes, shit, I completely forgot about this segment. We uh, decided to throw in... As we said at the beginning, some agony art questions. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna help some people out. Yeah, do you want to start us off? Sure. I um I've got one here. Dear Crossing Swords, um, after years of teasing, my friends finally had my co- had me on their podcast. But the sound quality for my <laughs> unnatural Sorry, <laughs> you sorry, that's coming too soon. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, so worth it. So worth it. You ready for an actual <laughs> one? <laughs> I regret nothing. You ready for an actual one? Dear Crossing Swords, I'm a 29-year-old woman and my sister, who is two years older, recently asked me to sing at her wedding, which I agreed to if she paid me. <laughs> she insists that we're family and all right. that kind of stuff, but I don't know most of the people at the wedding and I won't sing in front of strangers unless I'm paid for that job. What should I do? I think she's being a bit tight. I'm with her. I think she should get paid. If you're going to do a job, it's like... No, it's your sister's wedding. If it was a mate's wedding, I'd probably... I could... I could fuck if I'm providing a service... It. It's a nice gesture to dis- to waive the fee kind of thing. But if I'm providing a service, yeah, the fee should be offered. Yeah, but she wouldn't waive the, the fee, would the, she? The fee she wouldn't should be waive offered. the fee. No, she won't, um, but the fee should be offered. The fee's not being I offered. Just, like, I think she could... If it was me, and that's genuinely how I felt, I wouldn't use that as my reason not to do it. I would just say I'm not comfortable singing in front of people. I'm, I don't know. I mean, me and you, for example. I know we're not we're not brothers, we're not... Bloodline, yeah. we're not. If you asked me to sing at your wedding, I would sing at your wedding. Well, if you asked me, if I asked you to do anything not at on my, my wedding, own, but and you said, you know, if, I, if you asked me to what, sorry, to do anything at my wedding, to right. kind of, you know, to sing or to whatever, something like that, or to to make something or whatever. Well, like even if you asked me to, DJ, I would offer to pay you something towards it. It would be my natural inclination to say you are providing me with a service. I'm really grateful. And I might hope for mates' rates, and I might angle for that and not pay what I'd pay someone professionally. Yeah. But I would offer something as a kind of as a will, as a token. Maybe like cover my travel costs or something like Even that. Something but that like would that. be Even the like most that. I would ever possibly expect. And you you might not expect it, and you might not accept it. You might say, "Don't be silly." Happy it's to your do wedding. it, mate. I'd happy be coming anyway. But I would at least offer. Yeah, I, I think in terms of though actually expecting like. Is she actually a professional singer? Because she can't be. If, that, she, if that she's afraid know, of singing in front she, of people she doesn't know, I can't I imagine that, she's actually know, a professional I do, singer. I'm sort of... So for me sort to of like... Her a little bit. For, I would have thought... I don't think her sister asked her to sing because she was like, oh, good, I'm getting someone to do this for free. No, because she likes her sister. She wants her sister to, yeah. to sing. So it feels quite mean to me anyway. Like, if I was a good singer and my sister said to me, I'd really like it if you sang a few songs at the wedding, I wouldn't be like... Yeah, but what's the fee, though? Yeah, I mean, not to sound like a broken record and to sit on the fence all the time, but I think what they really need to do is sit down and have a conversation and hash these things out and say, look, the reason I don't want to do it. It feels like she's actually been, like, if if the sort of... She could... It could be a ridiculous situation where she's actually using as a fee to cover the fact she's afraid to sing yeah, in front maybe. of people and if that's the case then yeah sit down and have a conversation but if it's she genuinely wants a fee out of her sister I think she needs to just not expect a fee and just do it that's fair enough I mean it's very rare that we disagree but yeah I, think I just family. think it's family I don't believe in all that family cobblers I really don't no but like if it was really and I hate her, people, she's gonna I'm be not, at the wedding I'm not anyway. saying this is you yeah 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 I'm not saying this is you but I hate people who do that whole 
But we're family thing. I don't mean no, look, shit. There's, we're there's, people. We have a we have a relationship between one person and another person. There's limits relate, to, mean nothing. to that. Absolutely. Um, but I just think she'd be at the wedding anyway. It's not like she's going to be sat on a mic all night singing and not getting to do anything else. It's probably going to be half an hour of her evening at most. I just sort of, I, I, I don't think it's unreasonable to ask a thing. Oh, I think it's service. 100% unreasonable. It's not a service. Depends about the way you sister. go through it. But it is a service, though. Like, I've never, like, whenever my sisters ask me to come round to put stuff together or, like, I, I made their bed and stuff like that and helped to put stuff together. I've never gone, yeah, but how much are you going to no, pay me No, and I get that. that. And I, I'm, I, I don't you, understand I what the I wouldn't. Is. It's not me. Yeah. But you just think it's within her rights too. I don't think you'd be unreasonable if you asked for some small <laughs> contribution. <laughs> I do. I don't. I, don't. I think I you're do. well within your rights to ask that. No, I don't know. So, it'd be like if I was moving the house and I went, mate, if you happen to be free on this day, I'm not going to ask you to book it off, but if you happen to be about on this day, I could just do with an extra pair of hands to help me move. Are you going to come to me and be like, how much are you going to pay me, bro? By the hour? <laughs> well, no, because I think, you know, that's kind of like, it's pre-established between us kind of thing. It's it's a one-off job. I think this and bitch I know would ask for, into it. I think this bitch would ask for money. No, I think she just yeah. needs to, you've got two different bits of advice. Jake is saying, no, more power to you, get, get paid. And I'm saying, stop being a selfish bitch and just sing at your sister's wedding. And, and, and like I said, we very, really disagree. Should we yeah. find another one to disagree on? Right, this one was, hey lads, I've been with my lady since we were 18. We met at uni and for a long time things were great. After uni, we spent a couple of years saving up and started renting together. I was planning to propose soon, but wanted to save for the right ring. A few months ago, we started arguing more, mainly instigated by her, and I would even end up saying during the arguments, why are we even arguing? I don't understand. Recently, she had a bit of a breakdown and told me she cheated on me with a guy... Uh, a random guy on a night out when she was out with friends and it was meaningless and regrets it and wants to work through it. I'm at a loss. I thought we were good and I don't really know where I went wrong and what's caused this. I would love your advice. Personally, I think you're still good. I think all the arguments and stuff will probably come from her pent up guilt. Yeah. Personally, I that think was that's exactly where a lot what of it I come thought. from. So I think you're still good. I think you've, you've, you've just got to give, you give yourself a... Her, I think for me, it depends on why she cheated. Well, right. I th- think you've just got to give yourself a little bit of time and say six months or three months. I know it's hard to commit part of your life to something that might not work out, but yeah. six months, three months, and just kind of say, let's keep having open conversations with each other and let's mm. see where we are in like three or six months because I think you're probably still good. She obviously had a lot of pent-up guilt and mm. like I said, if she still wants to be with you genuinely, make sure that that's the case. You know, give her an, give her an out, but don't, don't make it a forceful out. Don't make her think she's got to take it kind of thing. Mm. But give her the opportunity to say, look, if you genuinely don't want to be with me and that's the reason you cheated, then you don't have to be with me. But yeah, if you do want to be with me, let's go forward. What do you think? It's hard because... But you went same place. You went, that's just guilt. Yeah, with the guilt, definitely. I think that's definitely where the argument started coming from. I reckon she banged this guy felt guilty and thought, you know what, I'm going to be a prick to my other half. Do you know what I think she said um, while she was banging him? What? Get stuck. <laughs> not that one. That was not the one I was going for. I don't think. What? what? Mama like that. Mama like that. Yeah. yeah that I one. think that's exactly what she said. <laughs> that's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. 
<laughs> she went, are you, are you coming back for a second date? And he said, get stuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, personally, I'd bend the bitch off. I'd fight for I I I, it, I, I, I know it sounds harsh saying bin her off, but like if everything has been good and he's being honest about that and like there genuinely hasn't been problems, it would hinge on me as to what the reason what caused her to do that. Was it just she was out, got pissed, like Moment somehow forgot herself and he tripped, fell and landed in her vagina? Um Or maybe maybe she was she had a, a sort of moment of doubt. She thought, this guy's really great. I really like him. We're going really great. And she started getting that commitment thing of like, am I going to spend the rest That's of my life with him kind well. of thing? And then be like, but and also that thing of like, even am if, I worth it? You but, know, like self-esteem issues. Me, and you're going, even if, it, even if it is that of like the commitment thing, it shows that when the chips are down, she has a chance of going straight. Do you know what I mean? And I don't think so. I think everyone makes mistakes, and I think it's not that big a deal. I'm not denying it. Like I've been and cheated the, the on. It's thing horrible. Is they are young. They are young. So there's that as well. You know, yeah, kids being kids sometimes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and also it sounds like they got serious at a Early. young age. Yeah. Um. So all of that does go into it. I think. Yeah. Probably best to follow your heart on it if you think you. I've, and also, it's not just about what she did it's about how he feels in terms of yeah. can he get past it because ultimately i couldn't i it, when i was in that situation that's the, thing, I really struggled it, with that's it. the question you have to ask yourself because what isn't fair even though they've cheated on you is staying together and then using it as a repeated i remember just thinking to beat someone with. i just remember thinking even though i had done nothing yeah. All I could think of was, what did I do? Yeah, yeah. What did I do? And it's like, no, you did nothing. Sometimes yeah, so, it just yeah, comes down to the it, other person wants tough. to do something. But, yeah, I mean, again, that's two for two. Mm. Two for two on different opinions. Yeah, I mean, I've, the reason I say Benner off is because I don't think I could get past it myself. Um, because what it would come down to for me is like, well, all right, so if things get shit in the future, have I got to be worried you're going to go off and start sucking dick? Do you know what I mean? And that's what I don't have. I wouldn't have those worries um, personally. Like no. I said, I think mistakes happen. People do that. Yeah. But no, that's fair. But again, and also once you realise a mistake, you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to make it again. You hope or not. less likely. This one I really quite like. This this one, I don't know why. And I've not thought about it. The other one, I kind of, there was an immediate response. This one, I don't know how I feel about it. Dear Crossing Swords, a colleague at work is a hobbying baker and brings in cakes and sweets almost every day. Shit. Um, I don't like being tempted with so much unhealthy food. Even more than that, I dislike watching my co-workers consume so much in an unhealthy lifestyle. I know that they wouldn't eat as much if it wasn't there, i.e. they only eat it because it's there. Right. Um, I spoke to the baking colleague and aired my thoughts. I suggested that instead of bringing in things every day, she perhaps bring one or two of her favourite or best bakes each week instead of every day. Right. She thought that I was speaking on behalf of everyone and stopped bringing bakes in altogether. Right. Okay. My colleagues then asked her why that she was why she was no longer bringing in food. She told them, and now my colleagues really Hate dislike them. me yeah. for interfering where I wasn't wanted. Am I a bad guy for doing this? I was only looking out for their health, and I didn't suggest that she stop altogether. What should I do? What should I? What should I have done? I think for me, like. I understand what they're saying about temptation, that they don't like it. But, like, ultimately, well, it it's a... about a person's trying to do something nice for the office. They're trying to do something nice well, for in, their in work. This, this... And, like, look, everyone has the choice. 
do you know what and I mean? In this guy's defence, he's also trying to do something nice. He's he's concerned about everyone eating so much unhealthy food. I understand food. that, but at the same time, I'm just playing devil's advocate. By the way, business. I'm just playing the thing. Like, like if so people want to sit and it. get fat on the cake that Bert is bringing in every day, that's up to them. He has the choice to go. Well, you, if it was me, I'd have been like, well, do you know what? I'm just not going to eat it. Um, I mean, obviously, I struggle with that, but you know, if, if I'm this person, <laughs> it's easier said than done, right? And it's I'm not happy about it. No, but that, but this person's aware of the fact it's an issue for them. So I'd like to think they're more than capable of just not eating the cake. Do you know what I mean? And if Berta says, mate, what's your problem? He could just go, I'm just watching what I eat. And as much as I love your cakes. I don't think anyone's going to go, what's your problem for not eating cakes? Well, (laughs) you've been in 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 the wrong circles. Yeah, in our circles, maybe. Um, Like that, if if I'm with Ash, Lindsay, Kevin, and I, I decide not to eat cake, they're like, is everything all right, mate? You can imagine if I bust up and I'm like, yeah. like Johnson, Johnson Moore, I'm like, no, no, I'm good. It'd be like, wait, what? Like, what's Get wrong out. with you? Yeah, what's home, wrong with you? Know, Why are you? But Ash is my rhyme, so I don't care. Just leave. Like, are you unwell? Yeah. Like, uh, no, I but mean. I think... See, I've not really thought about this one. I think that basically this person just needs to mind their own business. I understand they're looking out for other people, but ultimately they're grown adults. It's up to them. I think they can um, have conversations with each of their colleagues as well and just say, you know... Are you eating it because it's there? Like, because it's not how you know. But would again, it benefit is that, you? And it depends. That for me would yeah, not depend on how close it. you are to those colleagues. If you're not close and you're going to them, I really think you should be watching how much of that cake you eat. No, yeah, but I think it's how you deliver it. I'm not just going up and going, "Oi, fatty, put yeah, a fucking cake down." Yeah, but clearly this person didn't handle it well with with Berta. Do you know what I mean? I think made Berta think everyone hates her. They just kind of yeah. I think there's a. I, I, I don't really know how I feel about it, to be honest. I think I, yeah. I sort of appreciate the intentions. Yes, I think it's well-intentioned, it. but sometimes in life you have to know what's... You, I think I'd have gone about it... The way I'd have gone about it, I'd have probably, I'd have probably had a conversation with my colleagues and said, look, are you sure? Could you, you know, would it maybe be better if it was just like once or twice a week rather than every day? Yeah. But then in the position that this particular person, this particular listener is in now, what I would say to you, good sir, and it is a it is a chap, I won't name him, but it is a chap. What I would say to you now, good sir, is um, just apologise. Be really honest and say, yeah. look, own it up and just like, like look, my co-host is saying, and look, I, you know, you're all adults and you can make your own decisions. I shouldn't have. I was just genuinely concerned, not because and I, I think you're all And I do feel a bit fat, sorry for him as well because... She's inferred that he's speaking on everyone else's behalf. At no point has he said, I've had a word with the gang. No, but I guess if you just think you're doing something nice and someone suddenly confronts you with, well, actually, there's a negative to it. They, I think you, you get defensive, don't you? And they've assumed, oh, well, they must have all... If, if one of them's said something. actually said something to you about it, it would make you think, oh, they've they've been talking about it. But well, yeah, it's, it's an, I would just own it and just say, look, yeah, otherwise just accept you're currently the pariah of the office. Yeah. And you can sit in your office not eating cake while everyone else is happy eating cake. Let them eat cake. Finally. You'll finally, be laughing last when they're all in great in their graves from dying of obesity. A relevant chance to say let them eat cake. To quote, I misquote Marie Antoinette, by the way. There's no evidence <laughs> she ever actually said that. That's yeah. my pedantry there very famous quote but my pedantry suggests that we have to be factually accurate and say that there's no evidence that she ever said it nice right i've got one last agony aunt and this is from a lady 
And this is Where's I'm, this come from, by the way? This lady. Oh, it's from it's another podcast I listen to and it makes me laugh every time they do it. Okay, I was just wondering where it picked up from. It's like I've never heard yeah, you I just never heard it. you say it before and I just didn't want to Do you dislike it? I've no I'm very indifferent towards it. I just yeah. didn't want to go the whole episode without addressing it, the fact that you've just started doing this new thing. Plus I just like being silly. It's not being silly, Jake. You do we do like the silliness. We do. We are fans of the silliness. Right. This uh young lady, this young woman wrote into us. Hi guys, I'm a 21-year-old woman in my last year of uni and my boyfriend of three years lives 80 miles away. We see each other every second weekend, but I'm finding the relationship harder to maintain as time goes on and I don't know where life will take us when we both finish uni this summer. I hang out with a lot of male friends and there have been several occasions when I've kissed guys. Mama like that? Mama like that? Uh, But it's never gone any further, even though I've been quite tempted. I feel very guilty about behaving like this, and I do love my boyfriend, but I'm young and sometimes I feel like I can't join in on the fun with everyone else. I keep telling myself I won't do it again, and I'm trying not to. What do you think? I think you've got to break up while you're in uni. And and if you guys, you know, if it's meant to be, if you really care for each other whatever you can come back at the end of uni when you can be together I mean, on a more like, regular look, she's basis a, she's already cheated on him for most people snogging other people is I mean, you'd like i said you come back at the end when you can be together more regularly and if it's you know if you still want to get I together mean, then she's fine. clearly not not a cock fiend because but she's not gone further than kiss him for now maybe she's not <laughs> met the right cock do you know what i love and it's something me and my sister started getting into the habit of is just saying things that are sort of outrageous not too outrageous but just you know they're quite blunt or they catch people off guard just to enjoy that moment of someone being like did that just happen and there was a moment after i said cock fiend where jake <laughs> well that's a bit harsh to, to uh, i'm saying she's not cock a cock fiend no i got that i mean i was you know i was yeah, there i'm on her please side, i was here jake. you know I, in this moment, I'm on her side. I mean, in general, I think, yeah, she just needs to yeah, break, just up break up with him and, and like said, go if, enjoy yourself. Yeah, you do you, he'll do him. And if you want to get together at the end, great. Yeah, but right if, now, you should not be together. No, not if you're if you're to that degree tempted to not... If you keep thinking about it and you, you consider joining in with the fun to be yeah. having sex with other people, then yeah. you need to go and have sex with other people. I mean, what group people. of friends is she in that they're all just... Oh, probably a Hindu. Yeah. Makes Probably sense. Or a stag do. Doing a stag do. Yeah. Um, Mama like that. <laughs> Mama like that. Guys. I feel like this is going to be going forward. There's going to be like one soundbite that we're just going to be obsessed with each week. Yeah. And it's going to get overused. Yeah. Well, I feel like certain ones feel more applicable to a wider variety of things. Do you know what I mean? Like Mama like that. It could be sexual. It could be serious. It could bring a bit of levity. Do you know what I mean? It could go with all sorts it's of got situations. The range. Yeah. It's got the range. Yeah. 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 Um, same with get stuffed. That can be sexual. It can also be aggressive. It can, you know. But uh, yeah, my advice is she needs to go and fuck other people because that's clearly what she, she needs wants to, to do. Get stuffed, and um, possibly by multiple people. Probably by at the all same of time. her boy, all of the boys in her friend group. Yeah, just do it. Depending on whether they're willing for it, they might have rules. You know, no eye contact. I mean, from the sounds of, from our friendship group, they're up for anything. What happens? What happens when friends get together? Oh, you, yeah. we've had friends. Yeah, we've we've got together. Lots of friends. Loads of friends. So many friends. <laughs> Do you know why? Because every single listener is a friend. Oh, isn't that sweet? I like to make a sweet moment every oh, now and then. That's really nice, Jake. I enjoyed it. 
Well Interesting, because given the range of it, I thought you might go with Mama Like. No, but I felt like... It had the range. It had the range. It but could just, cover it. I just, I, I feel like I need to praise you when you deserve to be praised. I got to praise you. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, skies. I think that's, yeah, that she needs to fuck someone. That's what she wants to do. Yeah. And it's not fair on him to do it in a relationship. So you need to break up. No, yeah. absolutely. Your Your advice? My advice is be single, have a good time, find then, out what you want, start your career, do whatever, you know, go out, get pissed, have sex, enjoy yourself, explore, have a good time. How come we don't do that anymore? We're old. All right. Calm down. Some I know I'm are, old. Some of us are still in our 20s over here. Yeah, daily. Clinging on. Yeah, I mean, like, literally days away, but that's yeah. not that's neither here nor there. Yeah, yeah. You're closer to 30 than you're not. Well, yeah, but once I hit, like... 16 I'm closer to 30 than I'm not <laughs> yeah it's all downhill from there mate. you know what I mean that's I don't know how old I'm gonna I don't know how old I'm gonna live to as well so no. I might get 31 and be closer to 30 than I'm not because well, I might die the next year I don't know there's no cancer diagnosis it's my literally my nightmare and I never thought I'd be that invested in your health I mean obviously I'd always be invested <laughs> in your health but you never because, thought there was such a um yeah I didn't think that there was so much riding on it no as we both, as we've, as we established yesterday, or whenever it was, when we were all messaging, yeah. um, I care more when my when your life is like, when I'm actually involved somehow. Yeah, if it's going to affect, if it's going to affect me, I'm far yeah. more invested. Yeah, and that really affects me. Yeah. The whole dead thing, <laughs> the whole being killed thing, really is quite. It's odd, that isn't it? Does quite affect me. It's weird, you know. Yeah. Some might call it an ego problem. Yeah. But guys, as always, we'd love to know your thoughts. We'd love to know what you think, whether you agree with us, disagree, because we've actually disagreed a few times on this well, episode. You know, so let us know. Times we've split the we split the poll, yeah. and it's up to you to see which way you land. Yeah, let us know, um, Jake. Where can they let us know? Um, they can let us know on Facebook, Crossing Swords. Yes. They can let us know on Twitter at Swords Crossing, and yes, here, here, here on YouTube. Yeah. Um, they can let us know on Instagram. I haven't done Instagram yet, have I? Crossing Swords underscore podcast. Yep. Or email crossing swords one nine at gmail dot com. And you know, should um you know, should we go down the reanimate bitch better have my money? Yeah. Or should we go down the, the beam route? You know, all you need is love. Yeah. Um, because as we've talked about in the cost of living crisis, that's not true, is it? You do <laughs> no. need money. Yeah. So they say money doesn't buy happiness. It helps. And I think if you just at Swords Crossing on Twitter and use the hashtag bitch better have my money <laughs> or hashtag all you need is love yeah. is the perfect way to settle this debate yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, but also, guys, I just want to say a quick thank you. The uh, download stats have been encouraging and they've been nice and it's been very pleasing. Uh, to come straight back in and go back to doing decent numbers and it's growing it means a lot to us even youtube is more active than it was so that's great so just keep doing it please like the video i've noticed a couple of our videos have had likes which is nice so if you can keep that up subscribe share us like even just sharing us on facebook the exposure we get from that to other people that might otherwise not see our posts is massive so if you can do that that's great if you don't feel comfortable fair enough i get it but why not? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Like a toddler, we'll just keep just asking until you do what we want anyway. Just do it. I think I'd make a good toddler. That's yeah. a complete segue. That's a whole other episode, but I'd I make think you a are toddler. a toddler. Why? Because <laughs> you are. But why? I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> So's your face. <laughs> So's your mum. <laughs> you leave her out. You leave Dorothy <laughs> out. Okay, Dorothy is a saint. <laughs> yeah, damn. Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Um, and before uh, this gets violent, I think it's best we say goodbye. God damn right, because I will 
reach across this. It's a good thing this table's here. No, you know I love your mum. Yeah, I don't like the way you said that. I want you to. <laughs> I love Jake's mum. I swear to God, you better not play I'll that fucking her. clip right now. I miss you her. You better not play that clip. <laughs> I'm worried about which one is it. Mama like that. Mama like that. Mom, Mama does not like that. Just to be very clear, <laughs> Mama does I've not heard. like that. Yeah, well, we've all heard those rumours. <laughs> Mama like Dave. Can I just say, if, 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 she's, if she's listening, I love you, Mum. I'm so sorry. I love you. <laughs> Yeah, she is lovely. Um, and yeah, just I hope to see you soon. Yep. Bye, guys. Bye.